Hey, it's Jennifer Jones. Friends call me JJ. This platform is designed for a new leader that wants to become a great leader in the modern workplace. Over the last 15 years, I've learned valuable lessons that I want to share with you to get you there ASAP. When the leader gets better, we all get better. It's Monday again. Welcome to the Virtual Leadership Coffee Chat. If you don't already have it, go grab that cup of coffee, maybe that cup of tea. If it's a little late at night and you want a glass of wine, it's all right with me. You can always push pause. Let's go. So in the past couple of episodes, we've been talking about what I believe are the top five things that you should begin to focus on as you work on becoming a better and more effective leader. We talked at first about what it means to get to know your people a bit more. Today, I want to dive into what I mean by getting organized. Many of you might say, I've got my schedule under control. I know how to manage my work. I'm organized, JJ. But the reality is, is that when you become a leader, your demand for your schedule and your time is that much greater. And you're only going to be more effective if you figure out a way to be more organized, building a system to better manage your work. So there's three areas that we need to focus on when we talk about getting organized. Your calendar. So what that means is you control your schedule. I'm going to spend a little bit more time talking about this today. The second thing you want to focus on when I talk about getting organized is how do you conduct meetings? We spend a lot of our time in meetings, and I want to give you some detail about that in upcoming episodes. And last but not least, and of and quite frankly, the most important is your cadence, your system, how you manage your people, how you engage with the folks that you're a leader of. I think that's really important to focus on. But today, let's dive right into your calendar. If you don't control your time, other folks will. And so it means that you have to be purposeful with how you manage your calendar from week to week. I found myself as I became an early leader really focusing on just keeping my calendar open and available for whoever needed my time. And what I soon found out is that I found myself running from one meeting to the next, one one group discussion to the next group discussion, not really being able to plan, not being able to reflect, not really being able to have, quite frankly, control over my schedule. And a leader of mine began to really challenge me to say, you need to build a management system, a system that really controls your work, your flow, how you manage your work from day to day. And when he first said this to me, I kind of looked at him like he might have been a little bit crazy. But the reality is, is that I soon found out that if I adjusted how I manage my time, I could become a more effective leader. So when you think about your calendar, I think the first thing you want to be focused on is is the first thing that should take priority as you build your calendar is reflection time. Now, that doesn't mean you just stare out the window and do nothing, but this is purposeful time on your calendar that gives you an opportunity opportunity to do a couple of things. One, it helps you to prepare for upcoming meetings. Oftentimes, we find ourselves running into meetings we haven't prepared for them, we haven't thought about them, we've done nothing to be most effective in that time frame. What this time frame of reflection does is allow you to avoid doing that. The other thing that reflection time allows for you to do is to actually think about the meetings you've participated in, meetings that you participated with your people. What have you observed in those meetings? What are opportunities for them to improve? If you don't take the time to say, what did I experience? What might we do differently? Again, you'll find yourself like losing ample time and critical time to become a better and more effective leader. 
The other area of opportunity from a reflection perspective is, is as a leader, I suspect that you are responsible for strategy development. I suspect that you're responsible for building plans. This gives you an opportunity to do that, right? And you don't find yourself doing that after hours when that's precious time for you and your family. So what I found myself doing now is that I actually book purposeful time called JJ's time on my calendar. Now, to be honest with you, when I started that, I was very, I felt guilty about that. Like, how could I put time on my calendar, blocks of time on my calendar when no one could access me without having a meeting on the books or meeting with someone else? But I soon found out that if I booked that time, it gave me enough time to prepare, as we talked about, to plan, as we talked about, and to reflect on meetings that we had. So you have to start with that time on your calendar. And here's one more thing I'll say about that reflection time. You have to be disciplined because here's what sometimes happens is that we'll we'll book time on our calendar called reflection time or JJ's time, which is what I put it, however you want to code it. But we also let people creep into that time. So if someone says, hey, JJ, hey, I I really need to meet with you. I see your block from 10 to 12. We might say, oh, that's okay. Go ahead and, and book time there. No. That is your time. You have to control that. You have to protect that as if it's time that you're having with someone else because this is precious time for you as a leader. The second area of focus from a calendar perspective is your cadence with your people. One of the things that I did as an early leader is that I basically booked time with my people on an as-needed basis versus having a standing time with my folks at least once a week outside of maybe a quarterly review or some type of performance review. Those were times that were on our calendar, but not really having a cadence with my people on a consistent basis. And so here's what ends up happening. If you don't have a consistent cadence with the people that report into you, you will be inundated with emails. You will end up finding yourself being interrupted a lot because they will come to you when things arise versus knowing, hey, if I've got a meeting with JJ every Wednesday at this time, I'm going to hold these questions, hold this conversation for that meeting, which one makes that time more effective, but makes the time that you all have outside of that meeting more effective and more useful for other things. So if you establish a standing cadence with your people, it helps you to control and quite frankly, minimize the amount of waste that's attached to the time. Now I'll tell you what I do. You can you can make adjustments for you personally, but here's the, here's how the cadence looks like for my direct reports. I typically meet with every single one of them at least once a week for no less than 30 minutes. And I call that small bites. The purpose of that discussion is literally any type of tactical questions, any quick any quick conversations we need to have about a project or a situation with their people. Those are conversations that we have at least once a week for at least 30 minutes. If we don't have anything on the agenda, we'll cancel that meeting. But the reality is 99.9% of the time, we actually have something to talk about. And if we don't have something tactical to discuss, it's a great opportunity to start digging into some individual development or performance improvement or things like that. But again, we have at least 30 minutes every week that we're connecting. 
The second cadence that I have with my folks is actually a 90-minute segment, which I call a support and accountability meeting. Again, I'll give more perspective of that later. And that allows us to have a longer period of time to be able to talk about bigger projects, opportunities for development. There's a lot of coaching that happens in those those discussions. So it allows me to have those tactical conversations at least once a week and have broader and more in-depth conversations with them once a month. Again, that's a cadence that I establish every single for every single um, direct employee. And I do it at least once a week for the 30 minute segment or the 90 minute segment once a month. The third area that I focus on are standing meetings. And so these are meetings that are literally a couple of areas. One, they're either with my peers. So if I have to have a consistent cadence with, for example, my counterpart in HR or my counterpart in finance, we have also established a standing meeting. All those meetings are typically once a month. Again, we come in with a standing agenda. But again, the purpose of that allows us to hold off all those discussions that come up throughout the month for that conversation instead of us having these ad hoc meetings that eat up time on my calendar. So again, I start with my reflection time, go with my cadence with my people because they are my priority, and then I follow that with standing meetings. This, again, is is an opportunity for me to gain control of my schedule. The other thing that I'll do in that standing meeting section is maybe there is a weekly meeting, for example, that I have with our leadership team that's now a part of my schedule. That's that's time that's consistently booked. I might have a monthly meeting with my leadership team as an entire group. That's a standing meeting that is booked on my calendar. But again, it's a a cadence that's controlled and planned for. The last area that I focus on is, and I really want to talk about is how do you make space? So here's what will end up happening if you do this well, right? And we'll talk more about your management system. If you do this well where you have reflection time booked, you've got a standing cadence with your folks, and you've got purpose around that adjust around those conversations, and you have standing meetings with your peers, you will find actually that you'll end up with more time in the week. <gasps> Fancy that. Can you imagine that? Is there? Could you even imagine a day where you might have like not a full day of meetings from 8 to 5 o'clock? It actually will happen once you get to a place where you have discipline. And here's the approach that I take literally as I go into every week is that I actually take those times that are available. If, if folks haven't found time on my calendar by the Friday of the week before, I take those open spaces and I fill them up with more opportunity for reflection time. The other thing that I'll challenge you all to do, especially as we live in this virtual environment, is put time on your calendar to pause. My husband and I typically have lunch together at least every day. That allows for, if that's on my calendar, it's booked. If you want to step step away and go work out, get those things on your calendar. Your time is important. You have to control it. And again, I know it's crazy. You might have thought you really understood how to manage yourself and you were organized, but I would suspect that there are probably one of these four areas that you have the ability to improve upon. So next week, we'll dive a little bit more into when you show up to meetings, how do you make them a more efficient and effective use of your time? Until next week.